right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Daily Dimensions podcast. I am your host, Smitty, back with another one, man. And today I am joined by speech and language pathologist, the corporate speech coach, my good friend, Lashana. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you for having me, Jordan. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. You nervous? A little bit. That's all right. A little bit nervous, a little bit excited. <laughs> We're going to get you through it. We, I promise you it's going to be painless. Awesome. We got you. So jumping right into it, where can everybody find you? What's your social media, your website, all that good stuff? Yeah, thank you. So my website is corporatespeechcoach.com. Pretty easy. So mm-hmm. my business is Corporate Speech Coach. Um, I am a speech and language pathologist. My social media personal Instagram is Hey Lashana, so just Hey and then my name. Mm. And then um, my business Instagram is also Corporate Speech Coach. So I try okay. to make it easy for everybody to find me. Isn't it beautiful as a business person when the social media and the website, like everything just matches up? Yes. And you don't got to put like an underscore or nothing no crazy update, after no numbers, some numbers. Like that. Yeah. And nah. then, you know, when I send my invoices, it's Corporate Speech Coach. Everything yes. is all the same. And I promise you, the name is the hardest thing, it feels like. It's so but hard to name it. When it all lines up, it's like, yeah. Yeah, God wanted this to happen. Exactly. They're all available at the same time. Yes. It's like, all right, we got it. So now getting into it, because before having a conversation with you earlier, I wasn't aware or fully aware. Mm-hmm. What exactly is a speech and language pathologist and what do they do? Great question. So a lot of people don't know what we do, um, but we are a wide range of things. So on the one hand, we could work in you know nursing homes, hospitals, clinics, schools, Um, the VA, all over the place. We can do Mm. private practice at home. So we can work with older adults, kids, middle age, like adolescents. We do stuttering therapy. We do expressive language, receptive language. Like some kids, they're born with learning disabilities and they can't even understand following directions. So we help them with that. A lot of kids that are um, autistic, we have to help them learn how to be social. So we do social skills. We do stuttering with children and with adults. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the older generation side, we do like post-stroke patients, Parkinson's disease, um, Alzheimer's, dementia, like swallowing difficulties, speaking difficulties, traumatic brain injury. We help them get their memory back. So it's a wide range of stuff that we do. We're everywhere. Um, and then as a corporate speech coach, so... That is a very specific area of our yeah, field that a lot like of people niching down. A yes, bit. a lot of people don't know about it. They actually don't teach us about it in grad school. But mm-hmm. as um, the corporate speech therapy side, we're able to do training in presentation skills, um, like personal development, public speaking, um, helping managers know how to talk with their employees without offending them. That's a big one. Which is very they very be offensive, important. A little they passive do. aggressive in there. Exactly. <laughs> so teaching them how to communicate because you know you can become a manager, but you don't really know how to be a manager. Yeah. So we teach in leadership skills. Um, we do a lot of accent modification. So you know, switching your accent around to match wherever you're living. For example, like if you come from Texas and you're giving a presentation in New York. You want to get rid very, of all the y'alls very and the howdy. <laughs> so we train in that, too. There's a wide range of stuff. Man, I think it, it might have been easier to say, what don't y'all do? Because y'all exactly. do everything. I would have had, like, two things that we don't do. <laughs> Probably, like, you know, changing dressings and people, yeah. the patients in the hospital. That's about it. Man, everything okay. Everything else we do. So you mentioned one thing, accent modification. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about accent modification from a standpoint of, like, is it, is it important because you need people to better understand you mm-hmm. or should people just like accept how you talk 
Am I phrasing that the right way? Yes. Yeah. Okay. If they should just accept, <laughs> like, you accept me for how me. Your accent yeah. Is. Like it's changing my accent, saying I'm trying to fit in. You know. Yes. Okay. And that kind of like thing. That social identity yeah. Stuff. Yeah. That's deep. I love that question. <laughs> um, so it's a combination of a lot of things. It also depends on the person. Mm-hmm. So, for example, you know, like us as like you know in the black community, we are fluent in vernacular English, <laughs> and like <laughs> absolutely sometimes you know it's great when we're with our families, but depending on the job setting that you're trying to go into. I don't want to say that you have to change yourself completely, but you mm. know there are different things that you have to do in order to be successful in like any industry, right? So for example, um, let's say you're coming from a Dominican Republic background and you have a Spanish accent. So when you go to your interview, you want them to understand you and accept you. So okay. you don't have to change who you are as a person. It's like, oh, like I'm Dominican, but now I'm trying to be American and forgetting my roots. Yeah. But it's more of let me articulate my words in a way that they're going to receive it and not have to continue asking, like, oh, what did he say? Like, I heard an R, but I also heard an S. You know what yeah. I mean? And then you still keep your personality so that can shine through, but they understand your English. Okay. That makes sense. And then now on the receiving end of it, do mm-hmm. you do anything to help people better understand accents? Is that a thing? Yes, that is a thing. See, we, we learn it today. Yeah, we are learning. <laughs> we learn it today. <laughs> so absolutely. So that's on the training side too, especially with um, helping like employers and leaders recognize people of different backgrounds. Mm. So it's on the one side with training and accent modification to switch it into the dialect of wherever you're living. And then on the other side, with the employer side, it's like, okay, this person is from this country. They may or may not say something that sounds like X, Y, Z. Yeah. So it's both ends. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's important. And it's something that I wish I had before mm-hmm. because there was a, a point in time where I worked at this summer program at Yale. Okay. It was the Summer Institute for the Gifted is what it was yes. called. And they had a bunch of international students and by international, it was just Chinese students. Really. Yes, that was the same thing at <laughs> it was It was just Chinese students. And the first day, we had to separate them into groups okay. and, like, get to know the kids we're responsible for. Mm-hmm. And I promise you, it was so hard for me to understand them. Right. And even just reading their names, I'm like, okay, how do I pronounce this? How, yes. I don't want to offend anybody. Right. Yeah. And then they would give their American name, and I'm trying to remember the names, yes. but I can't really hear the names. <laughs> so, like, I really wish I had that before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then even just knowing um, different things that are communicated in other languages so for example in korea there's a lot of sounds in english that don't exist over there Mm. so like the r sound things like that they can't even produce it even if you know they really tried unless they had the accent modification therapy wow and you know that's something we don't think about that a sound we make every day just does not exist somewhere else exactly it just doesn't happen this is like I know I'm interviewing you but I'm like man this is crazy like I'm learning this right now like okay wow they don't have ours yeah it's hard so when I was in grad school um, I went to Pace University and a lot of our clients that came to the clinic when we did our clinical rotations all that stuff they were international students Mm -hmm. and a lot of them were from Korea and we had to teach them how to make different sounds and what the biggest one was the R sound and there's two different ways you can make the R sound. So there's like the R forward, there's the R lateral, which mm. is like on both sides. And it's hard. You have to learn how to kind of roll your tongue in a certain way to make the R. But not yeah. like the, I can't do the actual R like when you're speaking <laughs> Spanish, but the American R, I guess, not the rolling of the R. Yeah. Yeah. 
So now when you're working with people, do you find that English is probably one of the hardest language to learn? Absolutely. Yeah. English is so hard. Like the word exit. It's E X I T. Yeah, but it's but got it's like, like a G kind of sound. E G G Z I T. It's and then you know the past tense and future tense. Mm. It's like read red. It's still yeah, the same way, but then you have the color red. So honestly, yeah, I give people a lot of props for learning English. There's um, I forgot what page it was, but it probably popped up in your algorithm, and there was a dude mm-hmm. explaining how to read these different languages and yes. why English doesn't make sense. And there's like yes. no with a K and then no, just N-O. <laughs> exactly. and, then, and I'm like, you know what? If we used it logically, we should be saying it different. Right. But like the context is just so weird. English is a strange language. It's man. so strange. And even that word, there's no, and then there's now. Mm. But to somebody that doesn't know English, you're like, okay, take off the K, then it should still be no, but it's not no. It's yeah. Now. Yeah. Yes. Did- English, man. <laughs> English. It's crazy. It's a crazy language. So now with speech and language pathology, you were working in a hospital before you said? In nursing homes. In nursing homes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now you're transitioning into having your own business. Yes. Being a businesswoman. This is what you do. This is the bread and butter. How has that transition been for you? And mm-hmm. what are you learning along the way? Oh my goodness, that's a great question. (laughs) It has been interesting to say the least. It is a journey for sure. Um, I think from the beginning, just deciding that you want to be independent. Yeah. And when you finally realize and like, it's for me, I was getting a call from, you know, higher power, God, universe. I believe in God. A lot of people, you know, whatever you believe in. Yeah, they'll throw different names. They'll throw different (laughs) names. I believe in God. God was giving me a call. Um, and it would happen every single day I was Mm. at work and I would get this call, get this call, get this call. And it's like a nudge at me that I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when you feel it, you feel it. And you feel it hard. It's like a boulder is being thrown (laughs) at you. And if you don't listen, you know, it's like he throws a house. But um, I always tell people, if you don't listen, he throws a pebble, then he throws a rock, then he throws a house. Yeah. That's it. Um, so eventually, you know, I listened and I said, okay, I really think this is the direction I'm supposed to go in. But even the decision of not working for somebody else and now wanting to work for myself, it's like such a big identity shift Mm. because you have to go from, okay, this person has been giving me my paycheck. It's consistent every single week, whatever the number is, you know what your bills are. Exactly. And then you realize, oh, I'm not getting paid from somebody this Friday. <laughs> like I need to go out and make my own money. Yeah. So there's that part of it. And then you have to shift your identity to know that you can be successful no matter what happens. Like even if things don't turn out exactly as you wanted them to, you have to keep remembering, keep reminding yourself like this is where I'm supposed to be at this moment. And I think a lot of it too is being present in the moment because Yeah, very. Yeah, like when you think about the future too much, you get lost. And then when you think about the past and like, oh maybe I shouldn't have done this, then you also get lost, but then you get kind of sad. Yeah, cuz it's like, dang, I shouldn't have did this. I should have just kept doing what I was doing. Exactly. And then it's uncomfortable. It's mm-hmm. like feelings in your belly and your body uncomfortable (laughs) absolutely oh my gosh like maybe two weeks ago or three weeks ago i woke up and i was just like what am i doing like Mm -hmm. asking myself 
girl, like, what's going on here? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you meet people, and you think they're going to be clients, but then they're not clients. And that's, then that's hard, especially in the hard. beginning. Oh, my goodness. And I think um, the most important part is separating yourself from the outcome. So if you Ooh. think something's going to happen and it doesn't happen, it's like, okay, this is because, let's say this person just either couldn't afford the service right now or they don't have time for it versus they have a problem with me. And versus yes. like, yeah. oh, maybe I shouldn't have said this or maybe I shouldn't have gave that price. You know what I mean? Yeah. it's it's And it's funny you brought that up. I was talking to my therapist about that the other day, literally mm-hmm. yesterday, actually. And he was like, yeah, the outcome doesn't mean you failed exactly it doesn't mean you weren't good enough it doesn't mean that like you aren't good at what you do Mm -hmm. it just means that that wasn't the person for you or that wasn't the client for you or that event like there's just something you can learn for next time yes so separating yourself from the outcome is great advice it's huge and learning just like you said learning from everything that happens whether it's good or bad just learn from it and be like, okay, well, what can I do next time? That's a little bit different. That might work. It's a lot of trial and error. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. Trial and trial error. Trial and error. Everywhere. For sure. Every single day, like trial and error. <laughs> and it's like, do you notice now that you work for yourself that you work more? Absolutely. Yeah. It, it just does it not turn off. No, it doesn't turn <laughs> off at all. You're in bed and you're like, oh, shoot, I should have did this. And then another thing also um, that I heard from one of my mentors. I mean, you know, I listen to the podcast. I read so many yeah. books. Reading books is very important, too. Um, it's like, if you want to do something, don't wait until the next day. Don't be like, Oh, like I could send this email tomorrow or I could call this person tomorrow. Get on it. They said the most successful people are like urgency. If it's 10 PM and you think about a person you send an email to send them the email, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Just make it happen. Yeah. Because if you're passive, then there's no success. Mm. It's like, if you wait until tomorrow, somebody else already sent that message at 10 o'clock the night before. Yeah. So urgency is very important. So now with this entrepreneurial life and everything that's taking place in your life, how do you balance business owner, Mm -hmm. social life, just having your own personal time and just growing in between? How do you balance all of that? Oh my gosh, it's hard. (laughs) (laughs) It is hard. It's like... I go through phases where I told myself, okay, I'm just going to focus on my business and that's it. Like if I have to say no to this event, no to that event, it's fine because I'm going to come out on the other side. I'm going to be okay. Yeah. And then three weeks into that, I was like, where are my friends? Or my friends would text me and they'd be like, girl, are you okay? Like, I haven't heard from you in like two weeks. Like, are you doing okay? And I had three friends text me on the same day. Yeah. And I was like, did you guys have a group chat before this? Like, are y'all talking about me right now? You know what I mean? (laughs) And then one friend was like, yeah, girl, we were like trying to find you. But it's hard because you think about it and you're like, okay, well, if I split my time here, here, and here, what's the time going to be for my business? And Mm. like, that's your primary focus. Um, So what I started doing was like, I would just tell people, you know, I'm busy right now. But I'm going to get back to you on Saturday. Like, yeah. Stuff like that. So that people don't think you forgot about them. And then you also kind of keep those connections. Absolutely. Because they always say, you know, it's very important to have the balance. But when you first start out, it's like there ain't no There's balance. There's no balance. It's like all, all business at first. <laughs> exactly. There's like no balance. So what I do is, um, let's say like Saturday or Sunday, 
I go through my phone and I'm like, okay, what messages did I not respond yeah, to? Yeah, who do I need to get week? back to right exactly. now? Exactly. Or, you know, sometimes even like a quick text in between calls, kind of like, hey, girl, like I'm alive. Or, you know, you text your mom or your cousin and you're like, yeah, like I'm okay. Don't worry about me. Yeah. And then on the weekend, you can kind of follow up with them. Okay. Yeah. But the balance and the personal, like, happiness balance is mm. also hard. Um, but the way that I try to balance that out is like when I was working full time, I would come home every Friday and drink some wine, order some food <laughs> and have like a dance party. Me and my dog. That's hey, what I did every single self-care Friday. Self-care at its finest. You that was my self-care. Sometimes. Yeah. And it like brightened. The, I look forward to it every week. So I was like, okay, I need to keep doing that. Mm. So it's like, if you do one thing, I think it helps. Even if it's like once a week, like my once a week dance party, that makes me happy. Yeah. Just as long as you're doing something for you. Exactly. Yeah. It's huge. Because you take away everything from yourself in order to do the business. Yep. But then you lose yourself trying to grow the business. So the business is great, but then where are you? Yeah. Where are you personally? Like what's happening to you personally? Yeah. Now, sidebar, you mentioned food. Yes. And you may know where (laughs) I'm going with this. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So in your story a while back, probably last year, mm-hmm. you had pumpkin everything. Everything pumpkin. And yes, you I know, like I'm um, um, cool with pumpkin <laughs> season. There's a season for everything. Yes. But you had Alfredo sauce. My pumpkin Alfredo. Pumpkin flavor. Mm-hmm. I'm I try not to judge. <laughs> this is like the third time you asked me about this pumpkin. <laughs> I gotta do it for the people. It's only because the cameras is on. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Why? Just like, is it good? Because Do you really believe it's, it's good? delicious? Delicious? Yes. You have to be a pumpkin lover to appreciate the pumpkin okay. Alfredo. And I'm saying this also for you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a lover of pumpkin. I was also born in the fall. I was born on Halloween. Okay. So, so that's, that's your time. My whole soul, you know, I you come thrive. alive in the fall. Yes. I come alive <laughs> as soon as like end of September hits. It's my season until like middle of December. Nobody can't tell me otherwise. I don't care if it snows in middle of November, it's still fall. Yeah. But, um, no, you have to be a lover of pumpkin to love the pumpkin Alfredo. But have you ever had, like, um, it's like a squash, like ravioli mm. or anything like that? Okay, so you know the flavors. Yeah. It's the same kind of flavors. You just add a little bit of Alfredo. I'm just imagining a pumpkin with, the, like, the, the cheesiness of the... Yes, but the... it's so blended. Mm. And, you know, it's Trader Joe's. You know, I love me some Trader, Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's do be here. They, I they, can't they get got Alfredo from anywhere that. else. I would get it okay. from Trader Joe's, yes. I wouldn't go buy pumpkin Alfredo from, like, Stop and Shop. I see, yeah, something that special. I'm not getting it for exactly. some The generic yeah. version, you can't do that. Yeah, no, you can't do it. <laughs> but it's delicious. It tastes just like a squash. Um, have you ever had like pumpkin soup or like mm. a squash fall soup? Yeah, it's just like that. Those soups are creamy. I take your word for it. I take your word for it. I don't <laughs> know if I'm like, ever gonna come around to buying it, but I'm gonna take your word for it. <laughs> have somebody else buy it and then just taste it. All right. But it tastes the same as like a squash autumn soup, but on pasta. Because those soups, they mm. put a little bit of heavy cream in there. Okay. Do they? Really? They do, yeah. For real? You can just get it all creamy like that. They add a little bit of cream. I thought it was just the way they blended it or something. No. Huh? They put cream in there. They put cream. Mm. They put spices. Some of them put like tomato mm. sauce. Yeah. We learning new things today. Exactly. Not just speech-wise, but in food-wise. <laughs> food I'm learning. Wise, I'm yes. expanding my palate. So come will. how long we got till October. <laughs> it's coming up fast, yo. Yeah, it is. Do you feel like the older you get, the faster time moves? Absolutely. It's like you blink and the year just be done. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe we're already in the second half of the year. Yes. 
Yes. Oh my goodness. Like it's about to be September in like two days. Exactly. Back to school. And I'm school like, buses, where all are that. my goals? Like, <laughs> like, what did I set in January? You said my resolutions. I haven't met them. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I was just sharing um on my Instagram story. I think it was yesterday after I went to the gym about like second half is the best half. Yeah. So I was sharing with everybody because you know like when you go to a baseball game, basketball, whatever, second half is always the best half. Yeah. That's so where it starts like, heating up. Exactly. So people need to um. Find that in themselves and be like, mm. you know, if I haven't accomplished my goals in the first six months of the year, that same energy that you put into watching all these famous people on TV, like, oh, my God, I hope he wins. Yeah. Put that into yourself and be like, okay, second half is the best half of my life, not the best half of the celebrity's life that I don't know about. <laughs> that like, they don't even care about you. Exactly. Don't know you exist. And I'm all about, you know, watching games and all that stuff. But I've never been one of those people that's, like, obsessed with a celebrity. Mm. I really don't even know what's going on in, like, the Hollywood I promise life you I don't. Until someone tells me about exactly. it. But I really don't pay attention to it. <laughs> My friends would be like, oh, you heard so-and-so. Girl, no. <laughs> I just found out the other day that, like, one of the Kardashians has, like, four kids. I was like, when did she have all these four babies? And four <laughs> said, babies, one is, this? like, seven years old. I'm like, how in the world? So when was she pregnant? You when know what I mean? Happen? I have no idea. But the energy that people put into other things need to put into themselves. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So now bringing it all for full circle, we talk career, we talk life balance and all these different things. Mm-hmm. And with all those things considered, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Who is Lashana? Oh my gosh, such a big question. Mm-hmm. And I have a big answer. Let's do it. <laughs> right, That's what we're we here time. for. Big questions, big answers. <laughs> oh my goodness. So this version of me, because I feel like a lot of people, we go through seasons of our life. Mm. And I'm saying this version of me because it's this version of me right now. I might not be the same person tomorrow. I might not be the same person next year. Um, but it took a long time to get to where I am now. Yeah. And I say that because last year... It was a very hard year for me. Um, So I went through like loss of a relationship. I lost my grandfather within Mm. the same week that everything happened. That's that's heavy. It was very, very heavy. Um, If we were doing this right now in July, like I probably would have been crying. But (laughs) (laughs) now you see like life is so different. And it's crazy because a lot of people don't know that like what I went through because right now they see me smiling. They see me happy. Yeah. You don't look like what you're inspirational. Exactly. Thank God we don't look like what we've been through because, you know, it could be so much different. Um, But right now, me as Lashana, I or I am, she is, um, she's a woman of God. She is deep rooted in her spirituality, um, which I had to kind of return to last year when all that stuff was happening to me. God will bring you back, man. Oh, my gosh. Again, (laughs) the holder in the house. Yeah. It is like, I think I lost sight of him. Um, the past maybe four and a half, five years of my life. And only because some of the people that I was around, they didn't believe in him. Like, mm. to that extent. Yeah. And my family, they always taught us about believing in God. You know, we went to church, all that stuff. And if more felt like routine, yeah, then, then like, a okay, I'm choosing to go to church. You yeah. know what I mean? So I never was around a lot of people that we were always talking about God and how great he is and all that stuff. So I kind of lost him. And, you know, July 2022, he came and slapped me. He was like, girl, I'm going to put you through this so that you have to find your way back. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what happened. So I started meditating, praying more, journaling, spending like my nights literally just sitting there talking, receiving. Um, And I think that really has been what changed me. And I've always been a big family girl. Yeah. So I love my family. It's like 
my safe space, besides myself being my safe space, mm. um, my family means like the world to me. Family is important. Absolutely. Sure. Um, my friends are really important to me too. So most of my friends by now is like 10, 15 years. So we're, yeah, not, we're just Y'all locked in. Y'all locked we're in locked now. in. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, no matter what happens, we're here for each other. It doesn't mm. matter. Um, but definitely like my spirituality, my happiness, my mentality, like, I just feel like I'm a trailblazer. I'm, yeah. That's what I'm going to say. Lashana is a trailblazer. That's who she is. Okay. She is making moves. She's deciding what she wants for her life. You know, I have like a five-year, 10-year, 15-year plan mm. of what I want my life to look like. And I'm just doing everything that I need to do to get there. We love to see it, man. Yeah. And, you know, like we said before, you don't look like what you've been through. Absolutely not. And... You know, social media, like we see the highlights of everything, but Mm -hmm. a lot of that, what we've seen from you was a credit to the work you do behind the scenes. Yes. So how important is it for anyone else out there who's going through something similar Mm -hmm. to what you've been through? How important is it to continue to do that work on yourself? Oh my gosh, it's so important. It's like, I can't even put a number on it. If there was like a billion, trillion, gazillion, like that's the percentage. (laughs) The highest number. The highest number ever of how important it is to heal yourself from like Mm. anything. It doesn't have to be like a relationship with a significant other. It could be friendships. Um, I have a friend that like she had a falling out with a lot of her friends recently. And I looked at her because she was so sad about it. You know, she was really down feeling alone. And I was like, girl, you are never alone. Like, number one, you have God. Number two, you always have yourself. So I think a lot of people, they kind of like skip that step. A lot of people aren't used to being with themselves. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, even after some people come out of a relationship, they're like, okay, well, who can I go meet next? And it's kind of like, yeah, you need to get comfortable within yourself. So you need to meet yourself next. You, exactly. <laughs> you need to calm down. That's exactly what needs to happen. <laughs> so I like forced myself to be by myself. Mm. I was like, I ain't going to have... No man's in my phone. (laughs) I still talk to my friends, but I needed to take that time to just be with myself and find myself again so that when the time comes for me to meet somebody, it's going to be like, okay, well, I know me, you know you, now we can get to know each other. Yeah, now we can start this from a healthier place. Exactly. But um, a lot of people skip it. And it's so important for them to really sit down with themselves and like, even if you're not spiritual, although I do feel like, you know, humans are all spiritual beings. And Mm. I do feel that, you know, meditation at the minimum and like journaling at the minimum is a thousand percent necessary. Um, But I don't push it on anybody like, you know, whatever they want to do with themselves, but they need to go through it. Like you can't skip the process now because it's going to show up like three years later. You're going to be like, why am I crying about this? Or why am I crying at all? And then you realize, Mm -hmm. wow. I never really healed from what happened to you me. Didn't, you didn't cry three years ago. And you know what I mean? <laughs> and now like, you're crying now. But people are afraid to like face what happened to them. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a life coach. She's great. If anybody needs a life coach, DM, let me know. <laughs> um, she's been amazing. And like I really don't think I could have gotten through what I went through without her last year. And she told me, like you just have to feel your feelings. Yes. And whenever something comes on to you, like if you want to cry, just cry. Um My aunt, actually, you know, she's still grieving, like, the loss of my grandpa, which is her father. And the other day, for Father's Day, she told me that she was just, like, feeling sad. But then she kind of, like, ignored it. And she said, oh, but, you know, other people have it worse. Can't do it. Exactly. So I told her, I said, if you don't let yourself cry now, you're going to be crying, like, 10 years from now. Mm -hmm. you got to let yourself feel it. And then be like, okay, 
I'm sad now, but it's going to be fine. Like, you can't cry forever. You don't got that much water in your eyes. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> not enough water in your body to be crying forever. There's not enough water to cry. Like, so I would be on my way home. I'd hear a certain song. I'd be crying. And then I'd be like, all right, by the time I make it to exit 16, like, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'll get off the exit. I'm good. You know, you get up, you go home, and then you're like, okay, that was fine. So that wasn't so bad. <laughs> Exactly. And shoot, the tears, you know, it kind of helped me out. Like, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> the water from my eyes helped my skin or something. Yo, it's good for the skin. It's now the, the skin is glowing. So part I'm of like, the routine. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. So important, though. Definitely go through the whole thing. Yes. And share with people. People like to be, um, like, very private about things. Yeah, and just isolate themselves. Yes. With it. And I believe that you don't need to share your whole story with the world. Yeah. But, like, um, a lot of people, because I started to share my journey of everything in, like, September, I think, on Instagram. Mm. And so many women messaged me and they were like, oh my God, I'm going through something similar. You know, thank you so much for talking about this. Like, not a lot of people discuss it. And mm. it's like, why? But, you know, you'll, like, see somebody happy and then all of a sudden they just stop posting. Yeah, it just And then they pop up, like, a year later. And it's <laughs> yeah. like... I don't know why people don't share because the more vulnerable we are with each other, the more we can learn from each other. Absolutely. But people like, you know, there's shame around it. There's like all this other stuff that happens to people, but I'm like, just share. There's so much strength in vulnerability. Oh my God. And you make it easier for the people around you. Exactly. Yeah. Some people need that example. They have to see it and be like, oh man, I'm not alone. Right. But if we all just only show people the positives, we're going to feel alone. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you end up not going through and healing what you have to go through. Exactly. Oh my gosh. It's so crazy. And then it's just like seeing somebody else going through it is so important because you're like, okay, she's happy now. Her skin is glowing now. <laughs> she's living her best life. And like a couple months ago, you know, I saw how she was like, she was crying. She was doing all this other stuff. So if she could do it, then I could do it. Absolutely. And that's how I look at it. I'm like, um, what's her name? That celebrity. What celebrity I do follow. Tia Mari, sister, sister. Yeah. Okay. Um, cause she went through her divorce and everything last year. She was mm. looking, you know, they have kids, all that stuff. All of that. Yeah. So I was like, if she could do it, I could do it. Like she's living her best life now. You so know there's what I happiness mean? on the other side of this. Exactly. And I always say like the other side of fear is not more fear mm. at all. There's no way. Because you're already facing it. Yeah, exactly. God is not going to have you be scared now and have you make a big decision. And then after you make the decision, you're scared again. It just, it doesn't work like that. You know, yeah. it's kind of like the law of attraction, the law of gravity. Like they work a certain way. Yeah. You're not going to be scared in like July 2023, make a big decision and then be scared again in December. Yeah. You're you know? only afraid of the things you don't do. Exactly. And the unknown. The unknown. Yeah. Really, oh my God. Complacency. <laughs> I can talk about that for people. three hours. <laughs> <laughs> it does grip people. People are so afraid of the unknown. Mm -hmm. And then you don't realize until you actually do it. Like the unknown is the best the time unknown of is your lit. life. It's lit. Because <laughs> oh you're just figuring it out. Absolutely. And it kind of takes you back to a place when you were a kid. Yes. And you were able to just try things without fear of what comes from it. You just tried it. Exactly. And in your adult years, I feel like everybody just has to find that thing again or find themselves that way again where you just try things. Yes, they and do. You just give it a try. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But you tried. Exactly. And, you know, it's like you're going to fail if you don't try. It's guaranteed. it's guaranteed. The results failure. are guaranteed if you don't try. Exactly. <laughs> like it's guaranteed failure and finding your inner child is so important too. Mm -hmm. um, my same life coach, she's amazing. I'm just keep shouting her out. But she, <laughs> um, 
I did, um, oh my gosh, what is it called? It's like a meditation with her of mm. finding my inner child. And like when you see that's that stuff be I've done oh that my before. Gosh, it's so good. Started crying. I'm like, oh Cry my god. <laughs> <laughs> because you see yourself and like as a kid. And mm. you're kind of talking to yourself when you were a child. Yeah. And then to tell the child, like, or the child tell you, you know, everything's going to be okay. Like, it's fine. It's just, like, you want to protect yourself as a kid because it's that inner part of you that's, like, hurting and grieving or whatever else. But when you have yourself tell yourself that you're going to be okay, mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. That's all you need. Can't nothing stop you after that. No, exactly. <laughs> I love that inner child work. Oh, my gosh. Man. That's so great. So now let me ask you this. This is going to be the last question. Okay. I love saving this one for the end. Looking at that inner child, yes. looking at young Lashana about yay high. Mm-hmm. What is one piece of advice you would give that version of yourself? Oh my gosh. There's so much. <laughs> um, I think I would tell her to as cliche as it sounds, um, believe in herself. Mm. I think that's the biggest thing because it's like, a lot of the decisions that we make or we don't make is because of the belief in ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. Like one person doesn't have more favor from the universe to make them successful than another person. You know what I mean? Like mm. nobody's stamped like, oh, at birth, you're going to be successful. You're not going to be successful. All that stuff. Yeah, you're going to be a failure. You're yeah, not exactly. Be a failure. But the people that are successful is because they believe in themselves. Mm. So I think I would tell her like, literally no matter what like if you are in the middle of 95 and there's two trucks next to you you gotta find your way out like believe in yourself and then everything else just gonna work man Mm-hmm. I love that. This interview has been great, man. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, no, you've been dropping some gems on the people, oh, man. I'm, so I'm sitting happy. here soaking it in, like, I'm going to play this back. I got to. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I can't wait. And yeah, I love man. talking about this stuff because people just don't talk about it. Yeah. At all. We need more conversations like this. Yes. One yeah. of these days, um, and I have a goal of like, I just want to be on a stage in front of like a bunch of people and host mm-hmm. like a weekend long, like, self love mindset manifestation conference. Listen, we could connect. We'll, we can. We should. We'll do find it. a way to make that happen. Absolutely. <laughs> we will find a way Three to make that happen. Three days of like just finding yourself again. Stamp it now. It's already. It's on tape. We All got right, it. Good. It's, we it's, got it. It's, it's over happening. here too. If you don't it's see on. it happen, hold us accountable, please. <laughs> we definitely got to do it. You know, we can have a yoga teacher, a Reiki. I don't know if you know Reiki. Yeah. Yeah. Reiki healer. Oh my gosh, it'd be great. So now, just to wrap it all up, where can people find you again and connect yes. with you? So you can find me corporatespeechcoach.com corporate speech coach on instagram <laughs> um personal instagram is at hey Lashana, so it's h-a-h-a wow i can't spell today oh, speech therapist i can't oh, spell <laughs> h-e-y-l-a-c-h-a-n-a um and linkedin Lashana flanders corporate speech coach that's nice. where you can find me all right thank you so much for coming on thank and until next time me. everybody this is daily dimensions peace <laughs>